Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, episode 165. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Parikh. We have a great episode for you today. In fact, we have so many great articles that we're actually going to skip weird and wacky because the articles are enough. And honestly, some of them are a little weird and wacky. I'm not going to lie. I, I wonder if we lost any listeners just because of that. They're like, oh, no weird and wacky. I'm out. Well, listen, I'm about to tell them, though, we still have amazing tech wrecks at the end. So you got to stay for the tech wrecks at the end. That's where the money's at is in the that's tech the wrecks cherry the on top right there. I'm just saying that's it right there. So listen, let's dive right in. But I will say this before we start. If you have not already rate the podcast five stars, Rate Five the podcast. Stars. We'd love to have you rate the podcast and share it on social. So with that said, let's jump in, Sanjay. Police drones are starting to think for themselves. Dun, dun, dun. More Skynet references here. Insert here. Yeah, they um, yeah can track you over time and deploy and then come yeah. back and do all kinds of things it- that... It's crazy. Like, the, like I was reading this article and basically like the police can be like, hey, drone, I want you to follow that car. Go. And the drone will just track the car. Like just like it's no, like, or hey, go fly down into this ditch and look into this vehicle to see what's going on there. And the drone can just autonomously just go do that. Like it's no big, I mean, it's, it's a little crazy, right? You know, those little drones that you could buy that would follow you around and take selfies of yourself. Yeah. yeah, that was all cute and everything. But now it's coming home to roost. That same technology now are being used by the police to do. Wasn't there a stuff. Will Smith uh, movie about this? Well, wasn't that? Isn't that right? Enemy of the state. Yes. Enemy of the state. Yeah. I, I mean, think this kind of feels very I think enemy that's the of the state about. Yeah. Well, and, 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 so a couple of a couple of another thing, too. These drones, they're like thirty five grand, man. Like that's some serious cash to lay out for some drones. But then it, it also makes the point that now these drones can actually do a lot of things that they used to use police helicopters for and a helicopter right. is way more than 35 grand. So maybe that's a good thing, but still it just feels real creepy to me. So here's the, the thing that caught my eye in this whole story was uh, they talk about three cities that have this two in California and one in Georgia. I know what city in Georgia uses this. They didn't mention it in the entire article. That's all I was reading for. I was like, wait, where is this? I want to know where this is. I started skimming immediately to look for city names that I knew and I could not find any. So it, it wasn't in the whole article. I don't know why they're, well, why are they trying to protect this Georgia city? If it's Lilburn, then I'm concerned. That's all I'm saying. So all right, well, listen, are you, are you going to move out of Lilburn? And uh, no, I, I'll just, uh, I'll just deploy some camouflage over the top of my house, you know, like, and then I'll be, I'll be good to go. No, I'm not anymore. EMP that, bombs, so. things yeah. like that. Like you yeah. wipe out all the electronics in a that, couple square wait. miles. You're you're saying I'm to do like terrorists? No, I'm. I mean, I didn't. No, say I mean that, that doesn't I hurt anybody. It just I didn't confess all the EMP electronics blasts at all. Why are we talking you, about? You EMP? should make sure you have old cars. We though, should too, move on now. Let's controlled let's move, by let's electronics. Move on. So yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Amazon Amex to fund software developers in new GitHub programs. So this is a program where big companies can fund open source software developers. This feels like a great thing, but I've, I feel like there's got to be some kind of catch somewhere, right? I, yeah. I, well, I don't know. There might be a catch somewhere, but I think it's a great thing. Yeah. You know, we've okay. seen this um, kind of rise up where things like the, the uh, SSL uh, libraries that had the heartbleed bug we talked about a long, long time ago, which is now yep. solved. 
Um, you know, we had these issues in these open source packages that are basically used by everybody and nobody right. was supporting it. Um, like the, the numbers started coming out about how much donations this pro project was getting. And it was like thousands of dollars a year. Whereas you've got companies that are worth billions upon billions that are relying that are on this piece of software right. and yet they're not contributing anything. So, um, this is super important. I think all of these companies benefit from the innovation in these in these open source projects, right. uh, and they use them in their commercial endeavors that they should be contributing towards this stuff. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's funny right. because it's made me think about what we are doing in our project on Together Letters, and then eventually we should be doing the same thing, like taking some of the revenue when we start getting revenue, which we have yep. zero revenue right now, but right. supporting the packages that help us do the things that we well, are doing. And you know, there are companies that do this in a different way. So like, for example, I've got a friend, my friend works for Bluehost and his primary role at Bluehost is WordPress development, which is open source. So they basically, he's on salary at this company, but he's really helping build an open source software that then indirectly benefits Bluehost, right? Because they have WordPress hosting, right? So so like there, there's other ways this has been done for a while, yep. but it's nice that they're starting to recognize like, hey, we need to put some money into these communities of people that are developing and building softwares that are really critical and important to infrastructure. Yep, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of ways big companies can do this and uh, just, just pick one way. Yep. Um, talking about something that uh, France is doing that's picking a different way. Um, they're getting ethical about going ahead with bionic soldiers yeah um, this story was a little fascinating to me and the fact that they're thinking about uh is it ethical to have uh soldiers that are augmented and and basically it sounds like they came down to the whole, whole thing of like yes it's fine except you just can't take away their their like choice and their will of their humanity decision their humanity yeah. like deciding whether to fire or to shoot or not um which is good because, uh, you know, if we've seen the movie RoboCop, uh, we don't need a bunch of uh, people running around that are controlled by other people that That's right. then they don't have choice to just shoot and fire and kill people. Though they did talk about things like giving soldiers things to inhibit fear, right? So like like different things, like, so there, there gets to be some kind of scary borderline things there. Like, are you taking away someone's humanity when you take away their ability to feel fear? Really like becomes a question. But then, uh, you know, honestly, fear I read does article. impact your decisions uh, exactly. you know, along the line. So yeah. Exactly, right. But I read this article and I thought to myself, honestly, it's kind of surprising that we're not, we haven't been having this conversation for 15 years. I mean, like the, the technology has, has already started to come around and it's going to come around way more where, where technology can now be, people can become, I mean, I hate to get all sci-fi sci weird about it, but there, there is a coming time when people can be augmented to add technology to their bodies to enhance them. It's inevitable. So the question then becomes, how does that apply across all kinds of spectrums from an ethical perspective? Um, so this is, this is a much larger conversation. I think this is the first time we're, we're having it on this show, but the reality is that this is a conversation that I, over the next 50 years, I think it's going to become a really, really big conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, some of this we've already gotten in, in sports, right? Like there's, um, discussions about like, and this happened a while ago too, when, when that guy that, uh, had, uh, the artificial legs, uh, right. was in the Olympics, in the Olympics right? right? I, I, I've forgotten his yeah. name now. Yep. Um, you know, like, is, is that fair? Cause you're got augmented legs right. compared to people that don't Yeah. like, how does that match up? Um, right. and so, so yeah, so this is obviously coming around now to, 
uh, the field of, of the military. And maybe, maybe this discussions have been happening and we just haven't been privy to them. Well, probably maybe they've been so, happening yeah. within the military um, and it's all classified and secret and all this. But France is talking about this openly, openly and publicly. Um, and it's a good discussion, I think, to have because, uh, you know, just the same thing around like Skynet. This could be the yeah, end of that's right. humanity that's as right. well, right? Well, listen, speaking of things that uh, could be the end of humanity, uh, FTC and states sue Facebook on antitrust grounds. So the, just one or two things I got to say as we dive into this. Number one, the FTC sued, 48 states sued, and I'm reasonably certain, correct me if I'm wrong, that Georgia was not on that list of 48 states when I was That's looking a, at the map. That is an interesting question. So I don't when, think I, where's the map? I didn't when see When I map. was, so I was, I, I watched, I think I watched a video on it actually, and the map highlighted uh -huh. all the states and Georgia was not one of the states highlighted. So we'll double check that, but I don't think Georgia was on that list. So this is a really big deal. I mean, they're talking about trying to figure out how to make Facebook break up Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. And my guess is that that would be a really huge undertaking uh, from their perspective, right? So this this becomes a really big deal. G given how much uh, all of this has been intertwined, yeah. And so look, uh, I think we know I'm not a huge Facebook fan. I do have a Facebook account, but I don't really use it. Um, I think there's a lot of issues there. But I think the bigger point here is, is that, like, is this the kind of thing that we want where at any point in time, the government can go back and say, you know, we approved this acquisition before, but now looking at it, that's right. years and years later, once you've done this for many, many years and developed it and, and progressed, yeah, we were wrong and now we're gonna undo the whole thing. That's right. And, and the catastrophe that would cause, and not just in terms of the marketplace and what consumers have access to, but also in terms of, of the company and employment and yeah. all of these things and, and innovation. Like what, what is the point then for doing acquisitions ever? Um, right. If at any point in time, the government can come back and say, you know, I think we're deciding this differently now. Um, yeah. Even though we said it was okay before now we think it's not okay. It um, is a so really, really slippery slope. And that is a great point. I mean, they did approve these acquisitions, uh, you know, many, many years back it's really difficult to come back now and be like, ah, no, we were wrong. Sorry about that. I, I, I don't know. I, it seems and, and like if a these bad companies idea. hadn't been acquired, WhatsApp and Instagram, if they hadn't been acquired, would they have become as big as they are now? Maybe, maybe not. Right. I, I mean, I, that's a great no question. No, because Instagram is huge. But is it huge because Facebook bought it? And and, and honestly, to to their credit, I mean, Instagram's still a standalone-ish sort of thing, right? It's not like it's not like Facebook like closed it down either, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's that side of it as well. So. Same thing with WhatsApp. There's been some integration there, but not totally. Like, right. You can still do WhatsApp separately from Facebook. I don't think you need to have a Facebook account to do that. So, yeah, and same thing right. with Instagram. So, um, and I might be wrong with either one of those because I, I don't play with either one that much. Yeah. And I don't set up yeah. new accounts on either one anymore. But um, it's, it's concerning because... Look, business and innovation thrives when the rules of the road are, are kind of well known and understood and yep. uh, things changing like this really throws things um, kind of to become wonky and, and yeah. people then really question, should they be doing any of these things? So, yeah, um, yeah. we'll see All what right. happens, though. So speaking of things that got to get shut down, right? This next article is just great. Totally so Adobe needs to get shut down. That's right. Adobe to block, block flash content from running on January 12th, 
2021. Flash has had this very slow, very arduous death over like how many years now? And it's finally just, it's finally over gone. Over a decade? Yeah. It's, yeah people I mean, have been talking bad about Flash for, I don't know, about five minutes after it launched. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, I still remember building time. in Flash. I still remember some building what? some... Oh, dude, I built some crazy websites in Flash. Um, or more accurately, I paid people to build crazy websites in Flash. Um, and it was it was pretty amazing. But this that was probably in 2000, you know, something like I, that. I, I will say uh, that my soul is clean. I have never built anything in Flash. So um, I, I, I don't know what that says about Your you. Your soul Adam. is clean. My, my, my soul is has not been uh, tampered with. I've not with, been tainted by Adobe yeah, Flash. Not, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I will say it's funny because this article came up and I was like, wait. And then I went and looked on, on my installs in Linux on my desktop and my laptop and it still had Flash Player installed, and it was still updating them because it's automatically installed with the repository. Yep. I was like, yep. "No, no, nope. uninstall that, that bad Get boy." That so I, I, I removed them because I, I don't think I've gone to a website with Flash in, I don't years. know, years, forever. So, years. Um, yeah, those. If you still have Flash installed on your machine, please uninstall it. It is a giant, massive security hole. You don't need it. Uh, we have all moved on. It is 2021. And uh, it is no longer needed. But what is needed is this ad break. And we're back in an update to a story that we talked about, I don't know, some number of episodes ago. Disney finally unveils Star, its Hulu replacement for international Disney Plus subscribers. Uh, if you recall, when we talked about this previously, there was this theory that Disney is not launching or supporting Hulu internationally because yep. they are on the hook to buy Hulu based on their revenues, I think it was. Yep. And so the more money Hulu makes, the more it's going to cost Disney to buy the whole thing. And they are required by contract to buy the whole thing. So they apparently have launched uh, Star um, in internationally, which has almost the same exact content as Hulu, just a little bit less, and it costs a little bit less money. And I suspect what's probably going to end up happening here is that Hulu uh, will get acquired at some point in the future by Disney, and then miraculously Hulu and Star will merge, and it'll become Hulu International as well. Yeah. And then sure. there you go. And then it's done. So, yeah. I vote for that. So let's just move on. I vote for that. You vote for that. We're good. There you go. Let's let's take care of our international friends there. Uh Something that we need to take care of everybody. Uh, critical flaws in millions of IoT devices may never get fixed. This kind of harkens back to the open source discussion that we had yeah, before. Right. There's apparently some flaws, 33 of them, in fact, in the um, in the stacks, the networking stacks of, of IoT devices. And a lot of them are never going to get fixed. Apparently, a lot of vendors integrated this into their hardware platforms and then some of them sold chips. They talked about one. The company isn't even around anymore, so there's not anybody that can even apply a fix. And so these flaws are in basically everything, um, all these IoT devices everywhere. And so nice. recommendations for listeners, um, I don't know, throw out away everything. So really, there, there's there's two recommendations. One, if you're about to buy anything that's uh, an I IoT device, maybe you should wait. Um, yep. you know, like give it six, 12 months, something like that. Right. So some of this stuff can shake out. Second is if you have any devices that don't really need to be on your home network, 
create a separate secured Wi-Fi network that does not have access to your home network. So in fact, I do this uh, at home. I've got a IOT network only. None of the devices that are on that network can talk to each other. And they also can't talk to anything that's on my home network. So right. they have access to the internet. The internet has access back to them. If they get compromised, the only thing that gets compromised is that one device. Right. So uh, you should highly, highly think about doing something like this. Obviously, the instructions to do that depend on what Wi-Fi uh, gear you have. Uh, but you should maybe use this holiday time to figure that out. All right. So speaking of figuring things out, you tagged an article and I, I read it and I thought, man, he's just trying to come at me for like an apple, right? That's what I, that's, that's how I read this next article. So the, the title of the article, I mean, come on, even the title on trusting Macintosh hardware. It's so you like, took even the title, like a passive aggressive. Oh, dude, it's, it's ominous, man. It's just straight ominous. Right. So, so listen, I, 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 I I'm going to confess this. It was a long article. I skimmed it. <laughs> and the and and the the best I can what I came away with is basically this that you cannot reset a Mac machine without internet access and that that becomes a problem in certain contexts right uh, is yes. is that is that basically what I should be taking away from this article is that what we're trying to yeah. let people know so so if you want a air gapped machine. Um, and, and so this article was really from somebody that has these kinds of machines and has yeah. to run them as yeah. a course of either personal or business life. Right. So, you know, what you want to do is every now and again, you want to reset this machine back to factory state to make sure nothing has infiltrated it and then reinstall all of your packages. So you want to make sure that they are insulated from the internet. The problem with new hardware from, from Apple is that to reset it back to factory default, you have to connect it to the internet because it has to get a key from Apple to approve the reset back to factory default. Now in doing so, you have now exposed this machine to the internet where yeah. Apple or somebody else could now infiltrate it. And the right. whole idea of having an air gap machine and having a secure environment is now no longer valid yeah. uh, if you're relying on Apple hardware. Which is, so, this is important for like, I don't know, government facilities, military institutions. I don't know, like, like a nuclear power plant where you wouldn't want to have, plants, you know, right. hackers having access to computers through yeah. the internet. So this isn't so, no, like, so for me, I don't, this doesn't matter to me personally, right? But I get the point. Like the point is, if I ever needed I mean, to make sure there was a perfectly secure, no one can has ever touched this machine, but me, there's not really a way to do that with Apple hardware. I mean, it, it could apply to you too if you ever need to reset your hardware and you happen to not have internet access. Okay, you know, that's you're, fair. You're traveling fair. or something, and now like you can't do any. You're stuck. Um, and I think you still should worry potentially about the introduction of backdoors. Like we've we, we just talked about an IoT uh, article and all these things. Like hackers don't care just because you think you're not a target doesn't mean you're not right yeah you might not have anything of value but they can also still use your devices and machines to launch attacks on other people right, right. so right. um this is one of those things where each one of us has a responsibility to the other to be safe and secure because any of us that gets compromised just means it's a, a bigger opportunity for hackers to use yeah. more things to attack all of us yeah um yeah. so so we That's should fair. we should be concerned about this i think it's it's concerning um, for Apple in that it, it might lead to people not using Apple hardware now in these safe environments. Um, fortunately there is still an alternative, but if that alternative goes away too, then I don't know what we end up doing. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you wanted to listen to all of this, though, uh, on uh, on some really good hard uh, hardware, Apple's got you all hooked up here. They've announced a five hundred and forty nine dollar AirPod AirPods Max noise canceling headphones. First of all, the AirPods name doesn't I think the brand doesn't fit with these things. Not these at all, man. The they're not AirPods headphones. This is a, these are headphones, man. These are these are Apple headphones. Max. Let's just be clear. Head, headphones Max. Yeah. yeah. So they're coming December 15th. Uh, right around the time that this, uh, when does this issue go, uh, live? Oh, the 14th. So yeah. tomorrow, yeah. when you're listening to this on, on the day we release this episode. Um, but what do you think, Adam? Are you going to buy this $549 for fancy uh, I, headphones? I cannot in any way imagine ever spending $549 on headphones. Um, I, I just, I mean, they're so high. There's, I mean, they're way more expensive than Bose. They're way more expensive than Beats. Like I get spending money on good noise canceling headphones. I I do understand that, but this is, I mean, it's almost double the price of a decent set of noise canceling headphones. I don't know why I would ever pay that. It doesn't make any sense. So it's funny because I, I mentioned this to my wife and she was like, wait, how much do Bose headphones cost? And I looked it up the, you know, like the fancy ones that people wear on planes and stuff, the, the quiet, whatever quiet comfort. Um, they're like 240, 260, $270. Like, Literally half and, the and, price. And, and I do have a pair of those and they're great. So why, why would I ever do this? I mean, the only people, I, I feel like the only people that are, that are going to buy this are like the hardcore gotta have Apple fans. Everything I, Apple. I, I, I will say this. I will say this. One thing that's beautiful about just regular AirPods is I can go with my AirPods in my ears from listening to audio on my computer. My phone rings. I can answer my phone. My AirPods will switch to my phone. I can like I can switch seamlessly or re- relatively seamlessly between devices very quickly. So yeah. I get this. I mean, if you have to have that level of convenience with over the ear over the ear very expensive, I get it. Like that maybe it's worth paying for. But for me, cheap. I don't even have the AirPods Pro. I just got the cheapy little AirPods and they're not <laughs> even cheap. They're ex- even they're expensive. And they work yeah. great, right? But I don't I don't yeah. need I don't need any more than that. I, I will say one uh, design thing that they did with these uh, headphones that I, I kind of was like, oh, that's nice, is the um, the foam padded cups are magnetically uh, attached, so they're really easy to remove and, and put new ones on. Yeah, um, that's cool. Not that you should be doing that that often anyways. But still, it's but cool. I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, still, it's cool. All right, so uh, speaking of, I don't know, maybe this is cool, Cloudflare and Apple design a new privacy-friendly internet protocol uh listen i'm just going to confess this sanjay you got to explain this one to me break it down for me so yeah so we've talked before about dns over https um Mm -hmm. if you're not using that and you're using firefox you have settings in there that you can set that up you can just do a quick search figure out how to do that what that does is it protects you from your internet service provider from knowing what websites you're going to right but what this is is one step beyond that what they're calling it is oblivious DNS over HTTPS. By the way, I, I love the adding of the word oblivious to this. So Pretty this, great. what Any this time. does, so yeah, what, what this does is it wraps up your uh, request so that not only the DNS server that you're asking, they don't know what site you're asking for, and then they hand it off to the site uh, to get the, the request resolved. That site doesn't get to know who you are, so neither piece knows the whole thing. One side knows who you are. The other side knows what site you're requesting, but only you know the whole thing that you are the one going to this site. And so it's another layer of privacy 
that's being added in. I think in the article they talk about um, this is coming maybe in Firefox. Maybe mm. they, maybe that was a different article. Nice. So it's it's not here yet. I think Cloudflare is going to deploy this. It's going to take a bit more for other people to start deploying something like this to, yeah. to make it useful. But I like it. It's another layer of privacy protection for people um, so that, you know, only they need to know where they're going. Yeah, no, I love that. I think this is a great move. Privacy is going to continue to improve and increase, especially as there's more and more scrutiny on Google and on Facebook and people like that. There's And there's more and more realization in the marketplace that we need to be more intentional about who has our data. So I think that's... Yeah, that's privacy really, matters. Yeah. Privacy 100% matters. Privacy, it, it really does. So, all right. So speaking of, of one more internet... Pri- it's not privacy, but bandwidth-related articles. So... Weather service faces internet bandwidth shorted proposes limiting key data. So let me let me ask this because there, there's there's a, a data point in here that was interesting and I want I want you to walk me through this, okay? So basically what they're saying is look, we're getting hammered from all these apps and all these different services asking for our info, just gobs and gobs and gobs of information. We've got to limit that because we're really having some some bandwidth issues here. They want to limit it to per customer to 60 requests. Was it 60 requests per second? I believe, or no, per minute. Was it per minute? Per second. I think it was per second. 60 connections per minute. So oh, 60 connections per minute. That still to me seems like a lot. I mean, am I missing something here? Is that, is that not a lot? Like you're giving me a look like Adam, that's a dumb statement. So like, yeah, why yeah why it's, it sounds like a lot, lot for a regular human, right? Okay. But you got to think about who really needs this data, right? Your UPSs, your FedExes, your ah, okay. Like, okay. Deltas, all of these people that rely on this data to plan business. Like this is, you know, talking about open source software being critical to business. This is critical business data at this Got point, right. right? In right. terms of making sure the economy keeps moving forward. This is quite possibly the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like <laughs> the, the government, the whole point of doing some of these things is to protect people yeah. and the economy. Right. And basically what you're telling me is it's too hard to scale. So we're just going to kill the economy because, eh, it's okay. I mean, uh, I, I and, mean, who, who really then, needs to know the path of a hurricane anyway? Like, I mean, obviously, right? Like, we don't, right, that's we fine. Don't. Send the UPS trucks into the path of a tornado. It's fine. It, it makes me think of that that meme, right? The dog in the fire. Yeah. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> no, it's not fine. And then later on in the article, they talk about, well, this would only cost like a million and a half dollars to fix, and it's not actually true. That I, I think that number is is underplayed, but. Come on. I mean, like, even if it costs the 10 million to do, fix, why would you not just fix it? Right? Yeah. I mean, there are ways to, we have sites that deal with lots of data. Yeah. Like, right. Why don't, instead of like proposing this, you go, Hey, we need to help understanding how to scale this uh, cost effectively. Like help us yeah. uh, do this. I and, mean, you know, there are some really yeah. big players out there, you know, like Facebook and Google that scale things at large scale. I mean, maybe they should just be like, hey, you know, help us out and maybe I, we'll look the other way on something. I don't know. I, I thought those sites, <laughs> just, I, I I thought those sites only let like five people log in every second. Yeah. Like that's, well, that's a thing, yeah, right? To, like, that's a, all it, it's a login competition on those sites. You have to yeah, yeah. You can yeah. like I, so many times I go to Facebook. I'm like, oh, it's not my turn yet. That's not a thing. Oh so. my gosh. All right. So as noted we are we're skipping weird and wacky today we had a, we already had so many great articles but we still have our tech wrecks tech wreck tech wreck time to get your tech wreck tech 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 wreck chicky chicky tech wreck time tech to wreck. get your tech wreck 
Sanjay, what is your tech rec for today? So I don't know if you remember, but a long, long time ago, we talked about Warby Parker and you got a call, an email from somebody from Warby Parker saying like, hey, do you want uh, any info or something? We don't know how they found it. So this was yeah. early, early on yeah. in, in Tech Talk Y'all history. Well, I'd never tried Warby Parker, but now I have. So my glasses, thanks 2020, they broke probably about a month and a half, two months ago. Gotcha. I was putting them down right at the bridge. They just kind of snapped in half. Mm-hmm. Well, given the pandemic, I didn't want to go into the eye doctor to pick out new frames and the whole thing. And I thought, okay, you know, it's been over a year. I was like, I don't know. Are they going to take this prescription or not? And they, yeah. just go, they told me, they were like, well, as long as there's not an expiration on the prescription. Yeah. You know, nice. I don't really need an eye exam. I'm going to wait until, you know, things get a little bit better. Sure. So I sent off, I got the five frames. I tried them out. I ended up picking a frame and and got the glasses. And then as I was wearing those glasses, I realized they didn't fit that well. And I contacted them and I've now picked out new frames. They're paying for the return of the frames that I already got, giving me credit for hundred percent of that towards the new glasses. So I only had to pay the difference. I'm getting my new glasses in the next couple of days. I never had to go anywhere. The glasses are great. Even these that I've got right now that don't fit that well. And they said, yeah, you can keep them until the new ones come in case you don't have another pair. Right. And just send them once once they're, once you're done and good. And so the service has been phenomenal. The glasses are actually really good. And compared to the eyeglasses of the doctor's office, a lot less expensive. The, the range of styles is not as extensive, obviously. But it's good enough. Good enough. Like, good enough. Yeah. So, Listen, man, you're so not Warby trying to win any contests right now. So you're good, right? Yeah. You're so, so Warby Parker does have an eye exam app, but you need to have an iPhone to be able to use it. And mm. I don't have that. So we didn't do that. We just used my old prescription. But um, yeah, check out Warby Parker. It's uh, pretty good glasses. I like them. Great. To, good to know. All right. Yeah. What about you, Adam? <clears throat> Listen, man, you're going to love this tech rig. I thought of you when I wrote this down. So... Dropbox has, you know, I use Dropbox for storing lots of files and you, know, you can store files across machines and you can share files and whatever you got to do. They have a, a, a feature. I don't, I don't think it's new. I just think I'm just now discovering it, but it's called Vault. And you can put your most sensitive files into Vault. And then not only is it sort I mean, you know, Dropbox is relatively protected, I would say. Um, but yeah. in Vault, you have to add in an additional, I believe it's a six character or a six-digit uh, six PIN number to get to those files. So it's a whole nother layer of protection. And then you can also choose to share those files with people, you know, should you need to. So let, let's say you're going to put some financial files in there and you need to make sure you share them with like your accountant or something like that. Like there's different ways to do that too. So so then they, they need a PIN number too? They need the, the I'm not sure pin? how, I haven't figured out the sharing yet. That'll be a different feature that I'll promote on this podcast as a whole nother tech wreck. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, I just love the fact that there's this extra layer of security that's in there that I can feel more comfortable putting some of my more sensitive data in. Um, so that I, I'm really, I'm really, I have a renewed appreciation for Dropbox after finding this feature. So by the way, I just looked, you, you, you can share them, but they don't need the pin. So, but they they can't, they can comment, but they can't edit the files. Got it. So, okay. That's cool. Good to know. Good to know. So keeps keeps the files safe a little bit more, Yeah, a little little more safety, a little bonus security, extra security for the security minded individuals out there. So (laughs) 
Speaking <laughs> of security-minded individuals, uh, actually two things. One, if you haven't already, listen to our new podcast, Together Letters, that is about the creation and marketing and growth of togetherletters.com, which is, of course, I, our startup. As well as the the fumbling around as we figure it out. I wasn't going to mention that part, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's in there that, too, right? We're, that's we're what real. I'm here for. We're real about it. Uh, so check that out. And, uh, and then finally, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay, S-A-N-J-A-Y, or SanjayParik.com. No HTTPS, just the regular HTTP still. I'm going to fix that at some point when I have time. But what about you, Adam? Where can our listeners find you? I feel you? like I need to buy you a t-shirt that says my website is not secure. Like, like just, just to announce it, you I, know, like just, I, I like to be the, the, yeah. the paradox, right? Mm -hmm. The, okay. um, the you know, the security minded individual <laughs> without the security on the site. You like to be there. I like that. I like, I right, listen, uh, if listeners want to find a connect with me, they can find me at my website, adamjwalker.com. Honestly, the most thing that I'm producing right now is I have a newsletter that goes out every Friday. And when you go to adamjwalker.com, you'll be asked to sign up. And I'll tell you this, I'm getting a lot of great feedback about my newsletter because all I'm doing is just sharing interesting articles that are interesting for leaders and entrepreneurs. And, and almost every week that I send this out, I get a text from a friend that's like, hey, great articles in your newsletter today. Really love them. Thanks for sending those out, blah, blah, blah. So if you want some good reading that you don't have to go dig around and find, I'll provide it for you in my newsletter. So check it out, adamjwalker.com. That was a really long promo. Sorry about that. But nonetheless, <laughs> It's there. It's there. So it was all gold. Woo. All gold, Adam. All gold. All gold. All, gold. all right. Dun, dun, dun.